Hello and welcome to yet another episode of House Cats. My name is Ananya and today I have with me my roommate whose name is also Ananya. Ananya say hi. Hi everyone. I'm Ananya Varma. Another Ananya in our collection of Ananyas <laughs> that we have in our Fiji and like everywhere, literally everywhere. I hate my name now. Like seriously. So it's like Ananya and and my and even my CR is Ananya. So it's like not you that <laughs> one. I keep turning around. Give people like giving me attention. No, like, no, not you. Not you. The other one. The better. Yeah. The more responsible <laughs> one. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um today um today we are going to be discussing uh, loosely about history because Ananya is a history major and we are also going to be talking about uh, what is what fundamental difference we have we we have came across we we, yeah, we come across we come across in our life uh, since you know coming to college living in delhi and um, the entire everything all of it okay so ananya yeah why uh, what's so fascinating about history that you were like uh, and also ananya is thinking of uh, pursuing history forever so she'll do a master then phd so what's so nice about history that you are like chalo this is literally the most asked question in my life so like i've loved history since i was in what 7th and then i've been like crazy about it since then like people will like okay she'll get over it or oh, like she'll have like that phase when she'll actually find it boring which is which it is supposed to be apparently but i've never lost that interest i don't think i can ever love anything or anyone even like this much this, which i love history so it's it's really hard for me to also understand this and comprehend this kind of love but I don't know what fa- I think it's just the stories. I was reading this book today, Homo Deus by Yuval Noah Harari, and then he talks about in this in this chapter that uh, he's talking about how history is just stories. He's just talking about how it's just a web of stories that just captures people, and then this web of stories it's it's the job of the historian to find out what what is real and what is not, and it's so fascinating that I get to choose what is my truth. like imagine in science it's just a fact it is what it is in history i get to choose i get to put my point of view i get to find who i am and like what i believe in and people are ready to listen in this field so i think that's quite fascinating that in history you always have a voice and that voice is always heard yeah but but like this wasn't the thing with us i i'm from icse so we had a very different kind of uh, syllabus and a different yeah. kind of book lo like we we had a section world war 1 all the facts about world war 1 and you just learn it okay and it 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 it's not like it's rote it just rote memorization and icse kids are dumb the thing is ki you know we take whatever is written in the book as as the quite fact. literally yeah, yeah quite literally because yeah. we never asked to question so when i came to uh, in my 11th when i came to a cbse yeah. school it was so weird the ncert was so weird for me because they were like okay this version says this and then this mm. i was like are they mad don't they know like <laughs> history is this 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 yeah. this this there's a chronology what uh. is this and it's like it's so haphazard like but now i get it like mm. in in icse uh, there's this very important thing that they follow is conformity Yeah. Like even uh, when I used to debate in my mm-hmm. school from class seven to nine, one thing was very prominent. Do you think uniforms are good? 
do you think uh, uniform should be important because they want to impose it impose you it, yeah. cannot be different in icse school oh. but when when you come to a cbse school um i can say from my experience mm. you know you say that cbse mm. kids are not very disciplined yeah. <laughs> it's just that they are allowed to yeah, express, express themselves, themselves. Yeah. and this is what i notice in my college like my professor mm. is is a jnu graduate and he is he insists that there is no hierarchy between a teacher and student yeah. we are adults he is not like hey be quiet it's 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 equal and he's imparting us knowledge because he just knows more not that he's a better person or he's you know he's the guru and and um, i learned to question this hierarchy i i never thought i could so what is one thing like you came here and you're like oh my god see even in what you're saying in cbse you're allowed to question yeah you're allowed to have like perspectives and everything and cbse not uh, like textbooks do have that they give you different point of views but when you come to college like when i'm studying history honors right now i get a more broader image of a particular event like i am every time i realize like oh my god that happened like oh, okay that works like that like every day is a new experience like i'm learning every like okay i can believe while entering it's the same thing that they t- taught you in 11 12 just in detail hmm. if i have to tell it in like a very uh, honest way hmm. but it is so many point of views this there's so many debates within historians like there's so much space of like giving your perspective and yeah you will get criticized and i think that's good that you're getting criticized because i don't think in history you can ever find that 100% truth it hmm. can never come because lack of sources and there's like a lot of problems how you perceive it maybe the point of view i look at is very different because my life experiences have been very different but the way that my background if you see many of the historians their background inspires their readings and like their writings a lot absolutely so i think that is there in history like what my point of view will be will be very different from somebody who's living in a in a country outside india their perspective on south asia would be very different from mine because i'm living in south asia mm. so it's 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 just about perspectives and they, i think in history honors when i come to do this course here i'm allowed to have a more freer mind and a more open mind mm. they don't only tell you to express yourself but they also tell you to listen to everybody even though they might be talking something that doesn't make sense to you at all and it might be very uh, vague to you and it might sound like what is this, this is fiction hmm. and there's so many stories in history like we've talked about it also hmm. and uh, there's so many stories which will act like fiction but just listen listen and find out maybe you'll find something that just strikes for you and just strikes maybe strikes a chain of thoughts which will lead you somewhere good so i think that that is very important except from just reading history yeah like that is what i the, the freedom you talked about that is what i feel in my i'm pursuing sociology honors and and my teacher he always comes in and he makes it a point he he says that okay why are we, and any you know every text he's like do not take it literally yeah. it it is not do not it take it not, literally yeah. okay it's just a author mm-hmm. he grew up in a circum you know certain circumstances he is from a certain country first world mm-hmm. or second world or yeah and he has experience and he wrote a certain text yeah. you don't have to take anything literally and sometimes he comes in and says that you know girls girls, girls. Uh, it's a girls college so yeah. girls you have to question the patriarchy okay and then 
that man will get very nervous and be like listen but if you don't want to question it if you think that you like to conform then that is also <laughs> your so choice fine. don't yeah. make don't like impose the questioning on you yeah. and he gets very nervous while saying all this because um, i feel like uh, he's not a very um, coherent man okay yeah. okay so he just like he, his thoughts go here there but mm-hmm. still it 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 ties it articulates at, at some point yeah right? at at some point no yeah. it will culminate into culminate, a very nice yeah. bow you'll be like yeah. oh i get it but the entire lecture when he's you know losing his line of thought yeah. he's like he's like please go <laughs> And and I look at him and I'm like, okay, I want to teach. I want to do what mm, this man does yeah. for the entirety yeah. of my life. And my father's like, what sort of pyramid scheme is this, Ananya? <laughs> pyramid scheme. I loved how the word he used. Like, and he's like, what scheme? He used the he used the word scheme. Okay, yeah. what scheme is this? You should do this, and then you will do this. You know, you when you go to college, I think seeing our professors are really formulating a view. I always wanted to teach, hmm. but then I'm also inclined towards a lot of research that I want to do, hmm. and like what I want to do, original the original work I want to do. I just don't hmm. want to teach whatever like what has been like there. I hmm. want to find out things also. Hmm. But when I see the teachers teaching with like so much passion, like. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Like it's it's so nice to see them teach. Like I would sit in their lecture for hours and hours together. I'm okay with sitting in their lectures for hours. It's just really I think somehow we just ended in the right place. Even if we complain about yeah, it a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, uh, but I'm not like you in that respect. Mm. Like I have a problem uh, of I don't think out of the box. Uh-huh. I think within the box always okay my my thoughts are never like oh my god nobody has thought about this and i will bring out this mm-hmm. okay no so that's why i chose teaching uh, matlab okay. i i i will eventually if i get a chance yeah. that i want to teach what has already been given and i can give yeah. various interpretations of it mm-hmm. you know i can interpret a text mm-hmm. i think uh, i can be a great movie critic but not a movie maker ah, that is what that, i think because yeah. i've always been like uh, Uh, even though my parents have given me relative uh, independence in mm. every respect i have been a very conformist kind of person mm. i conform to things mm. i like it yeah. in the class also if i see somebody is very loud very obnoxious mm. i'm like oh my god i like quiet <laughs> conforming <Yeah>. puppies <laughs> puppies <laughs> yeah so but but i uh, even i think i ended up in the right place mm. i like the convent school environment of my college <laughs> at times it's yeah. just like it's it's a place of knowledge they impart a lot of knowledge yeah. and once in a while i do my debating That's yeah, great. I think. Yeah, we did end up in the right place. Like, I think we're learning a lot. Even yeah, though, like, it's, yeah, it's dead. Okay, it is. It, dead. It's I'm dead, not, but there there are some it. JNU graduates who yeah, are like just like giving it their all. Slowly, and, like, they, they are like telling yeah. in their mind, like you know what, oh, rebel, <laughs> rebel. Oh my god, there's so much thoughts. Like it really, a lot of my classes make me question my own identity a lot. especially my sociology gc hmm. it makes me question my identity like why did i think about that why did i think it that way like a year ago like i would not think about the same thing the same way right now i'm just like oh my god i I'm, i'm literally shocked about myself every day and that's what the college is doing to me and i think it's I, really I, nice i'll tell you my triggering incident that like made me pursue sociology mm-hmm. so when i came in class 11th i had no idea there's subject called sociology i want to do political science yeah. okay and then uh, i uh, i saw a video by scoopu where mm-hmm. this uh, 
the host Samthesh he goes and interviews Manuel Scavengers okay. I had no idea that people like I had no idea okay it it it, it will sound very uh, bad mm. as uh, uh, of me but like uh, I have seen Manuel sca- Scavengers in my town but I never stopped to wonder what it is mm. like to enter inside a drain yeah. okay of like literal yeah. human shit but he interviewed them you know that man thought of it ki oh what do these people mm. think and he went and asked them and they were like you know it it is a caste based system okay no upper caste person will ever do that yeah. okay it it is hereditary your father was that so mm. you become that so there's caste over there and then there are a lot of problems like uh, people um, imagine ananya mm. a person is literally like head yeah pure yeah, sar se he's yeah. taking a scoop inside shit okay mm. so uh, what will he do he has to be drunk he's like ki i do this work mm. then me and then i drink so much that i lose consciousness yeah. okay and why are there so many cases of domestic violence in these kinds of household because the men are drunk why are the men drunk because they can't afford being conscious because they did that yeah. and it's a, it's a vicious it's cycle a of events uh-huh. you know um, and they say that you know they exploit the women these men are drunk cards there's a reason for it okay so um and and uh, the main reason the underlying reason is economics like mm-hmm. if your country can provide machines if your country can provide very nice equipments for men yeah. to go inside this will not happen mm-hmm. so this this was something i uh, i sat and i thought about it and my 12th sociology book talked about such oh, okay. such marginalized people who you will not have a thought about mm-hmm. i i staunchly believe that the fact that we discuss the people of lo- so called low caste is because we are facing reservation yeah agar nahi face karte we would have never brought them into consideration okay and uh, and and that is why i think everyone in india should study sociology not mm. just because of caste but yeah. because of religion and communalism and mm. you know how sociology comes up and says that communalism and religion is are not same thing mm. if you're communal doesn't mean you're a good religious yeah. man maybe you never go to the mosque mm. and you are the most communal person in the world so uh, that made me like i i i understood ki okay this is the society i i i have always been a very political person yeah. i go and i tell my dad this 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 <laughs> and i okay but but now i say things and and a lot of times i backtrack i say no the right wing mm. is correct here and mm. backtrack so uh, sociology makes uh, lets me comprehend the world and make it a better place for myself and yeah. and hopefully for, for other people yeah. the marginalized communities because you know you empathize with them mm. you understand them yeah. that is great and ananya tell us yeah. stories history stories what do you want to know <laughs> i am full of stories what what is like the most interesting story that you can tell us oh i have like so many interesting i i think we've like i've told you those stories but like yeah. it's just for these yeah. people now and yeah. i'm going to tell yeah. you yeah as as if people listen to the podcast but okay <laughs> they must now they, they must. have to they, they have, have to, to. <laughs> <laughs> okay so I lived in Mysore for like 5 years hmm. last 5 years hmm. and Mysore is a very historically rich city if i have to say the the royal family of Mysore is still in place like they still live in the palace and they still have a lot of importance in the city and this the center of the culture a lot they sponsor a lot of cultural events and like they do a lot of things that are really nice i really admire the royal family of Mysore because they're doing a lot to pr- preserve the culture of mysore and like keep it together keep the people together at most so i quite admire that quality of the royal family so but there's like this 
curse that has been like going on so i um i got to know it through oral traditions there's not a lot of uh, written evidences of these curse this curse that i'm going to talk about and uh, there's not and there will be variations variations in the story as well like the story i might be telling would be very different from the story another person from myself will be telling you but i can tell you the basic story so it starts in the 16th century when the vijayanagara empire which was there in south india quite prominent in karnataka and later in the hyderabad region and it was quite prominent in that time but in 1565 after the battle of talikota they started falling they started falling and in disintegrating from especially from karnataka and that's where the massacre of hampi happened hmm. not really massacre but like yeah the like invasion on hampi ruined. yeah it was ruined and uh, the kings not the king at that time they were not the kings they were just like um, the viceroy of mysore if i have to say and like hmm. they were just like looking after the mysore in the name of the vijayanagara king so they had very close ties with the vijayanagara kings and they continued to have this have this uh, close tie with them uh, even after the vijayanagara empire disintegrated especially in karnataka but when as the as the time progressed they they started realizing the amount of power they would have if they were the independent kingdom Mm. So uh, there was there was another another city of Sri Ranga Patna which is famous for famous because Tipu Sultan's uh, palace is there and his tomb is there, uh, which comes quite late into consideration when we talking about the story. But Sri Ranga Patna is famous for Tipu Sultan, so it's like an hour away from Mysore. So it's like very close. They're like neighbors, mm. and like both of them had a clash: mm. the viceroy of Sri Ranga Patna and the viceroy of Mysore. So at some point, the uh, king of Mysore now he uh, declared Mysore to be an independent kingdom, hmm. and he took away took away from uh, Vijayanagara Empire. But he they still had like a connection with them. It was not completely lost, and uh, the Sri Ranga Patna viceroy he was quite like he was quite into the Vijayanagara Empire, and like it was like he was not ready to give up the idea of having a superior authority, which was the Vijayanagara king. So they had a clash, and they were going back and forth for like a lot of years, almost like thirty years. They was going back and forth, and uh, what happens is, at the at some point, the uh, king of uh, Sri Ranga Patna, he is growing old, and he is like reaching that point of life where you want to just settle down and like mm. stop everything. So he just like he just truce. He just gives gives away truce, and the king of Mysore is just like I'm not done. Hmm. I don't want to end it like that. So what the uh, viceroy of Sri Ranga Patna does? There's a city near uh, in Karnataka only near Mysore. It's not very far from Mysore, Talikota. So hmm. he he does a temple there which they really believed in. So uh, the viceroy of Sri Ranga Patna along with his two wives hmm. moves there. Like he's just like waiting to die there. Hmm. And the king of Mysore is now like the. Now the thing, he the Sri Ranga Patna is also under him now. Like hmm. he's the major power in Karnataka now, and then he's uh there's a temple in Sri Ranga Patna where the goddess uh Devi is there. The shrine is there, yeah. which is dressed every week once a week, and the jewelry which the Devi used to wear was uh sponsored sponsored by lent the, by you know she used to lend it. Yeah, every... yeah, she used to lend it. 
and it was it was her uh, it was uh, led by one of the wives of the viceroy sri nangapatna every week yeah. so she used to lend her own family jewels which she inherited from her family mm-hmm. so the king of mysore claimed that the jewels now belong to the devi's temple and should only be kept there and not with the queen hmm. and the queen when he sent soldier to talikota and he asked the queen like to give away and like just give away her jewels and she's like no it's my family inheritance it's the only thing like, like that's keeping me connected to my family yeah i've left the kingdom i've left yeah. everything and that one thread one is tying me yeah. yeah and uh, but she agrees to give away a nut hmm. a nut is a nose ring hmm. like a bigger nose ring hmm. So she's like, you can take that, but uh, obviously the king of Mysore was not satisfied yeah. with it, and he sends the soldiers again, and with a lot of violence, force, if I would say, as the story implies, if you if you hear it from people, it will imply like you can feel the pressure that is going on on the queen. So the queen, uh, as the soldiers are approaching towards where she's living, she escapes from a door and she goes to the banks of River Kaveri. she stands there as the soldiers approach her and uh, she just says that and she's just like uh, you have really made me come to this point which where i have to give away my life she takes the jewels and before jumping into the river she tells the curse that the city of talakad will uh, drown in sand the city another city whose which name its name i cannot remember mm. will uh, be submerged by river kaveri mm. and the kings of mysore will never have a legitimate heir mm. and she jumps into river and the fun fact is till date the kings of mysore have never had a legitimate heir the the place talikota was completely submerged into sand and the city this name i cannot remember was taken away by kaveri river Mm. and st- this is the legitimate heir if i have to tell the chronology properly is because is what happens now the king i uh, what the i'll tell you the aftermath now which will help us better understand the thing so the aftermath was that the king is like oh my god my entire lineage is gone and his his kingdom starts to deteriorate and like there a lot of problems that started arising in his kingdom after the curse was given i don't know if it was related to the curse or it was just the general situation like logically also he yeah. must be like dude this what woman what have though, i done yeah <laughs> so he there's like a you know there's this line no hell yeah. hath no fury like a woman's scorned oh. scorned i can't pronounce it yeah. like even like the, the word curse is so strong yeah. it just shakes you to your core yeah. it just shakes me to yeah, my core imagine the person especially so... if if there's a woman saying yeah. it to do you, you are gone and then there's like a ritual now on the ninth day of the navratri mm. which is the dasara is like a big festival in mysore like there's a 10 day event and there's like the royal family is involved and the law, like the goddess chamundeshwari is brought and like she's she's kept on an elephant and she goes around the city so Good it's like a big, and it still happens every year and like it's a big thing so the ninth day the king has to keep a piece of cloth on his mouth and worship the idol of the queen who gave the curse and like ask for forgiveness for his entire family like not the present family like the entire lineage of the kings like since the king who gave, who got the curse till date that puja still happens and the legitimate heir, heir thing is what this king of mysore started doing is they started adopting one of the male uh, members of the 
extended family mostly like a brother usually hmm. a brother's son or like a very close family so that it's still like part of the lineage hmm. but not a legitimate heir hmm. they would have a, they would have sons with non legitimate wives huh. but they would never have a son with their like legitimate the queen hmm. which was the actual queen would be hmm. So what would happen is the uh, adopted son was all would always have a son because he's not the legitimate heir. Hmm. So the adopted son will always have a son, but the son will never have a legitimate son. So that's been going on, imagine since like the sixteenth century, seventeenth century, until date. It is nobody can figure out how that happened. Oh my god! So like, what the wives are barren or yeah. something happens? Yeah, sometimes the wives are barren and. sometimes they just don't have healthy children and it's oh it's very God. it's very complicated it's so it like like every place in india has such like such a rich history yeah. like a lot of my relatives live in uh, odisha mm. so the rath yatra that happens yeah. it's 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 it has such a you know i i remember it vaguely but you know there is this entire thing that even the wood of uh, out of which they make mm. the jagannath idol is a special kind of wood and there's a special mm. light and all of it it's it's so elaborate and so yeah. much fun and they to like entire year they wait for mm. it ki okay we'll have the yeah, we'll have the we'll have the rath yatra and all i um, think that's the thing i was telling about history is just stories it's mm. just what you pick what is truth and what is not yeah. it's just up to us like i for me this could be the truth because like I don't know if I should. I if there's a way I can not believe it, because it's happening in front of my eyes. And and you know I think being too skeptical takes away the human experience. Yeah, I don't yeah. like very skeptical people. Like sometimes just agree to agree it. You know, to. just have some faith, just have some fun. And like no, but no, like I dude. Like even you? in history, you'll find people like no facts, facts, facts. But the true historian is somebody who will listen to the stories and find the facts. Yeah, and and not like sometimes you uh, like in in depths of this one of the senior came and said mm-hmm. ki you know uh, if nothing is working say it ki panel they are ignoring the fact that we have humans over here yeah they're humans in consideration <laughs> the only theory they're talking about so high to every debate is like panel they're forgetting it <laughs> and you know I have this problem now yeah. Ananya that if I have to say something I have to like I'm in a final mm-hmm. say Ananya listen I'll say panel. <laughs> panel listen panel you listen <laughs> panel they are dumb <laughs> um i i was very boring and now i'm an ipcw i am boring or <laughs> oh my god don't say that imagine being in history i get i get called boring like all the time since i was 13 i'm getting called boring. people don't even know what sociology is so like uh, yeah it's, i it's give a, you that i i know a lot of uh, housewives do it like you know mm-hmm. i have i have a degree in sociology <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no it's it's the mo- you know i am not saying this because mm-hmm. i am the one pursuing it but it is very important especially for every mm-hmm. indian to do it Okay. They have to understand now yeah. what is, uh, the, you know they say ki, uh, ascriptive identity is mm. the identity is जिनको पाने के लिए you had to do nothing you yeah. were just born into it mm. is the one you hold on to the most your yeah. caste identity mm. your religion you know you you give a MB you know you give an exam you you clear UPSC to become an mm. IAS officer but you will not go absolute nuts if 
something happens to IAS officer you know the community yeah, has yeah. doesn't have that much solidarity even though you you proved yourself to be different to be there mm. but but when something happens to somebody of your religion or your yeah. caste it it's it, it hits, just like hits your ha- it's yeah, hits your heart yeah, it does to us yeah, also like yeah. we call ourselves modern women and like we're studying in a liberal arts college but it does it does have a huge impact on us and it's so deeply instilled in us again it's history again it just comes mm-hmm. back to without history you don't have an identity people mm-hmm. who call it boring please give away your identity if you have yeah, to call it boring yeah. and like you have to understand that again bringing mm-hmm. back my sociology Such professor <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know he says that hey, do not take anything for granted yeah. nothing mm-hmm. why do you perceive the time the way it is because people came and said that this is how you will perceive yeah. it why is everything the way it is because this is how you nothing do not take anything for granted mm-hmm. everything is a construct you can question every single thing yeah. so in in the same way like um, i lost the train of my thoughts <laughs> it's okay i think he's just really having an impact on yeah, that way too really it's a, you know i'm i'm struggling not to take his name yeah it, i get it sh- i get it i get it the most i'm your roommate i like get it <laughs> i did we are doing communist manifesto right now and yeah. my so called friends asked me to hang out with them i'm like no dude i can't leave communist <laughs> manifesto <laughs> like i came to delhi to meet you and you can't leave. i can't can't i can't Commun- no no way you no. leaving his class he, he comes up and he's like he's so excited about communist manifesto he's written notes everything and he comes and i really like when like teachers are excited about what they're teaching he, okay he did i think he did his he did something from Germ- Achha, i i huh, told you he yeah. did his graduation in german so he did something from germany also he okay. has gone you know oh. uh, he went to germany so marx is very important for uh, him you know yeah, I get he it. knows yeah. he knows the german words and he's like hegel and feuerbach and marx and he's so excited so it said that like when marx was younger mm. he wanted to be is uh, he's, he's a very romantic guy mm-hmm. and he wanted to be a poet okay oh. he wanted to do english major and all okay. that okay so um, and then uh, but his father was like no you have to be a lawyer and mm. all so he went to i think he went to berlin berlin is in germany yeah i, I think he went to yeah. berlin not that anyone listens to this podcast i don't care so he he went to berlin and and there's this very important philosopher in like pure duniya mein and his name is hegel yeah okay. okay so he joined a group known as the young hegelians okay? okay and and that is when he became very political because mm. berlin was the center of politics yeah. Yeah. and then he became very political and then he, the entire marxism came and you know what uh, mm. marx has not written the communist manifesto alone he wrote yeah. it with engels okay uh, yeah but Friends after guess, yeah. but after marx died engels came and said that this this ideology should be called marxism he could have very easily came and said ki this guy didn't yeah. wrote anything okay but he came and said that you know what this entire thing has to be called marxism imagine saying that yeah and he just you know uh, engels was also pretty interesting character because he was uh, he was a son of a industrialist pretty well off rich oh, man he used to sponsor coming from capitalism yeah, to marxism exactly so exactly and you know um, so he was the one who used to sponsor marxism mm. you know he went to london to yeah. give the propaganda everywhere the communist manifesto yeah. it's a yeah, propaganda it's a, text yeah. so you have to go everywhere and shout it out mm. so he used to sponsor the trips and everything and you know a son of 
So I just hope. Otherwise, um, I I do want to go to JNU once to experience mm. just for even if it's just for masters for two years to get the sense yeah, of what a free world free is. Free world is yeah. No hierarchy, nothing. Uh, but uh, I hope there is gender equality there. Yeah, I mean I've never seen anybody talking about it that openly, the gender equality one. Yeah, but like. I hope it's there. I hope, like you know, it's all everything about politics. But people, mm. uh, people ignore the fact that there are two genders which are not yeah. equal. Oh, another great problem I have is that um, men yeah. have this attitude of saying, ki, uh, you know, if if as a woman you go and say, "Okay, I have X, Y, Z problems. I am facing subjugation here and there." They'll say, "Yeah, I am also facing also problems." Facing. Yeah, it's always about comparing your problems with your skin. You just not listen. I am like, I'm like the system as a whole mm. is punching me down. You have personal problems. Mm. I have personal as well as societal. Maybe your personal problems are more than me. Yeah. Okay, agreed. Okay, okay, you're going through way more than me, but. If you look at the macro mm. level, women are going like through hell. and, and they're going through, through hell. hell, and that's why I'm so pissed with this Amber Hood oh, because yeah. the men will use this, this woman this, this for example for literally centuries. centuries. It will be etched in history that oh, this woman, to women are allegedly false allegation. Yeah, yeah, they are. So like they get away. Look, I'm like, dude, dude. you're literally spoiling it for like. If she's lying, like we cannot pass yeah, judgment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know her. Yeah, and uh, Hegel. Yeah. The guru of you can say Marx. He always says that everything in this world is dialectical, dialectics. Mm-hmm. It's two sided. Two sides. Okay, yeah. idhar se, idhar se, idhar se. I do not think Amber comes and beats Johnny, and he's just like you know. Yeah. I think there is. It's both way. Maybe Amber is the bigger monster over here. Agreed. Taken. But you have to understand. understand. Again, you you absolutely ignore the fact that we are talking about humans. Yeah, we're talking about humans. It's just as simple as that. Yeah, if if somebody is harming someone physically, maybe the other one is harming them mentally. It is also harm. Yeah. So it's just uh, how how can we sensitize men and tell them that I know you're going through mm. things, but like nicely. I don't want to like shout nicely. Like, I don't want okay, to I will that. only tell this to the men I love. I will yeah. not go on streets and uh, ask every man. I will. It's only mm. for the men I love. But even they don't understand it. They, they maybe they love me back, so they'll be quite like, okay, okay, Anna, okay, got it. Yeah. But I want them to understand it. I mean, it's hard for them as well. They have been socialized in that way, yeah. no? Yeah. I mean, just give time. Or maybe it's. I think I don't know whose responsibility is to teach them. Is it our responsibility to teach like, them? Like, 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 if you as a woman becomes very patient, they mm. will take it for granted. Yeah. Because that is what is expected of mm. you to be very patient. Yeah. So that approach is not going to work. If you become very extra aggressive, they just can't take. Can't, like, why is it. she the way she is? So it's just um, it's bad. Yeah. And it's so internalized. Like it's really hard to put a blame. Also, so it's like so internalized. All of them should do a degree in sociology. sociology yeah, right. Yeah, my yeah. Athena. Ma- okay, I took the name, but okay. My professor says that you carry it with you. Sociology. Mm-hmm. So you. Okay, I'm so weird nowadays. I look everything sociologically. If I think that was like the if, point of your course. No, this girl is talking this. But I'm like, why did she choose him? 
Instagram page. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Bye.